Chapter 19, verses 11 through 27. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 11 through 27. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom, and to return. And he called his ten servants, and delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy it till I come. But his citizens hated him, and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass, that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little, have thou authority over ten cities. And a second came, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, Be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. Thou takest up that thou laidest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he saith unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury? And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you, that unto every one which hath shall be given, and from him that hath not, even that he hath shall be taken from him. But those mine enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither, and slay them before me. Eusebius, there were some who thought that our Saviour's kingdom would commence at his first coming, and they were expecting it shortly to appear when he was preparing to go up to Jerusalem. So astonished were they by the divine miracles which he did. He therefore informs them that he should not receive the kingdom from his father until he had left mankind to go to his father. Theophylact, the Lord points out the vanity of their imaginations, for the senses cannot embrace the kingdom of God. He also plainly shows to them that, as God he knew their thoughts, putting to them the following parable, a certain nobleman, etc. Cyril, this parable is intended to set before us the mysteries of Christ, from the first to the last. For God was made man, who was the word from the beginning, and though he became a servant, yet was he noble because of his unspeakable birth from the Father. Basil, noble, not only in respect of his Godhead, but of his manhood, being sprung from the seed of David according to the flesh. He went into a far country, separated not so much by distance of place as by actual condition, for God himself is nigh to every one of us, when our good works bind us to him, and he is afar off, as often as by cleaving to destruction we remove ourselves away from him. 
to this earthly country then he came at a distance from god that he might receive the kingdom of the gentiles according to the psalm ask of me and i will give thee the heathen for thine inheritance augustine war the far country is the gentile church extending to the uttermost parts of the earth for he went that the fullness of the gentiles might come in he will return that all israel may be saved eusebius or by his setting out into a far country he denotes his own ascension from earth to heaven but when he adds to receive for himself a kingdom and to return he points out his second appearance when he shall come as a king and in great glory he first of all calls himself a man because of his nativity in the flesh then noble not yet a king because as yet at his first appearance he exercised no kingly power it is also well said to obtain for himself a kingdom according to daniel behold one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and a kingdom was given to him Cyril, for ascending up to heaven he sits on the right hand of the majesty on high but being ascended he hath dispensed to those that believe on him different divine graces as unto the servants were committed their lord's goods that gaining something they might bring him token of their service as it follows and he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds Cyril, holy scripture is accustomed to use the number ten as a sign of perfection for if any one wishes to count beyond it he has again to begin from unity having in ten as it were arrived at a goal and so in the giving of the talents the one who reaches the goal of divine obedience is said to have received ten pounds augustine or by the ten pounds he signifies the law because of the ten commandments and by the ten servants those to whom while under the law grace was preached for so we must interpret the ten pounds given them for trading seeing that they understood the law when its veil was removed to belong to the gospel bead a pound which the greeks call mina is equal in weight to a hundred drachmas and every word of scripture as suggesting to us the perfection of the heavenly life shines as it were with the greatness of the hundredth number eusebius by those then who receive the pounds he means his disciples giving a pound to each since he entrusts to all an equal stewardship he bade them put it out to use as it follows occupy till i come now there was no other employment but to preach the doctrine of his kingdom to those who would hear it but there is one and the same doctrine for all one faith one baptism and therefore is one pound given to each Cyril, but greatly indeed do these differ from those who denied the kingdom of god of whom it is added but his citizens hated him and this it is for which christ upbraids the jews when he said but now have they both seen and hated me and my father but they rejected his kingdom saying to pilate we have no king but caesar eusebius by citizens he signifies the jews who were sprung from the same lineage according to the flesh and with whom he joined in the customs of the law augustine and they sent a message after him because after his resurrection also they persecuted his apostles and refused the preaching of the gospel eusebius after our saviour had instructed them and the things belonging to his first coming he proceeds to set forth his second coming with majesty and great glory saying 
and it came to pass that when he was returned having received the kingdom chrysostom holy scripture notes two kingdoms of god one indeed by creation since by right of creation he is king over all men the other by justification since he reigns over the just of their own will made subject to him and this is the kingdom which he is here said to have received augustine he also returns after having received his kingdom because in all glory will he come who appeared lowly to them to whom he said my kingdom is not of this world Cyril, but when christ returns having taken unto himself his kingdom the ministers of the word will receive their deserved praises and delight in heavenly rewards because they multiply their talent by acquiring more talents as it is added then came the first saying lord thy pound has gained ten pounds bead the first servant is the order of the teachers sent to the circumcision who received one pound to put out to use inasmuch as it was ordered to preach one faith but this one pound gained ten pounds because by its teaching it united to itself the people who were subject to the law it follows and he said unto him well done thou good servant because thou hast been faithful in a very little etc the servant is faithful in a very little who does not adulterate the word of god for all the gifts we receive now are but small in comparison of what we shall have greek expositor because he receives the reward of his own good works he is said to be set over ten cities and some conceiving unworthily of these promises imagine that they themselves are preferred to magistries and chief places in the earthly jerusalem which is built with precious stones because they have had their conversation honest in christ so little do they purge their soul of all hankering after power and authority among men ambrose but the ten cities are the souls over whom he is rightly placed who has deposited in the minds of men his lord's money and the holy words which are tried as silver is tried in the fire for as jerusalem is said to be built as a city so are peacemaking souls and as angels have rule so have they who have acquired the life of angels it follows and the second came saying lord thy pound has gained five pounds bead that servant is the assembly of those who were sent to preach the gospel to the uncircumcision whose pound that is the faith of the gospel gained five pounds because it converted to the grace of evangelical faith the nations before enslaved to the five senses of the body and he said likewise to him be thou also over five cities that is be exalted to shine through the faith and conversation of those souls which thou hast enlightened ambrose or perhaps differently he who gained five pounds has all the moral virtues for there are five senses of the body he who gained ten has so much more that is to say the mysteries of the law as well as the moral virtues the ten pounds may also here be taken to mean the ten words that is the teaching of the law the five pounds the ordering of discipline but the scribe must be perfect in all things and rightly since he is speaking of the jews there are two only 
who bring their pounds multiplied, not indeed by gainful interest of money, but a profitable stewardship of the gospel. For there is one kind of usury in money lent on interest, another in heavenly teaching. Chrysostom, for in earthly wealth it does not belong to one man to be made rich, without another being made poor, but in spiritual riches, without his making another rich also. For in earthly matters participation lessens, in spiritual it increases wealth. Augustine, or else that one of those who well employed their money gained ten pounds, another five, signifies that they acquired them for the flock of God, by whom the law was now understood through grace, either because of the Ten Commandments of the law, or because through whom the law was given, wrote five books, and to this belong the ten and five cities, over which he appoints them to preside. For the manifold meanings or interpretations which spring up concerning some individual precept or book, when reduced and brought together in one, make as it were a city of living eternal reasons. Hence a city is not a multitude of living creatures, but of reasonable beings bound together by the fellowship of one law. The servants then who bring an account of that which they had received and are praised for having gained more represent those giving in their account who will have well employed what they had received to increase their Lord's riches by those who believe on him, while they who are unwilling to do this are signified by that servant who kept his pound laid up in a napkin, of whom it follows, and the third came, saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have laid up in a napkin, etc. For there are some who flatter themselves with this delusion, saying, It is enough for each individual to answer concerning himself. What need then of others to preach and minister, in order that every one should be compelled also to give an account of himself, seeing that in the Lord's sight even they are without excuse to whom the law was not given, and who were not asleep at the time of the preaching of the gospel. For they might have known the Creator through the creature. And then it follows, For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man, etc. For this is, as it were, to reap when he did not sow, that is, to hold those guilty of ungodliness to whom this word of the law or the gospel was not preached, and avoiding, as it were, this peril of judgment. With slothful toil they rest from the ministration of the word. And this it is to tie up in a napkin what they had received. Theophylact. For with a napkin the face of the dead is covered. Well then is this idler said to have wrapped up his pound in a napkin, because leaving it dead and unprofitable, he neither touched nor increased it. Bede. Or to tie up money in a napkin is to hide the gifts we have received under the indolence of a sluggish body. But that which he thought to have used as an excuse is turned to his own blame. As it follows, he says unto him, Out of thy own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. He is called a wicked servant as being slothful in business and proud in questioning his Lord's judgment. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest thou not my money unto the bank? As though he said, If thou knewest me to be a hard man, and a seeker of what is not mine own, 
why did not the thought of this strike thee with terror, that thou mightest be sure that I would require mine own with strictness? But money or silver is the preaching of the gospel and the word of God. For the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in the fire. And this word of the Lord ought to be given to the bank, that is, put into hearts, meet and ready to receive it. Augustine, or the bank into which the money was to be given, we take to be the very profession of religion, which is publicly put forth as a means necessary to salvation. Chrysostom, in the payment of earthly riches, the debtors are obliged only to strictness. Whatever they receive, so much must they return. Nothing more is required of them. But with regards to the words of God, we are not only bound diligently to keep, but we are commanded to increase. And hence it follows that at my coming I might have required the same with usury. Bede, for they who by faith receive the riches of the word from a teacher must by their works pay it back with usury, or be earnestly desirous to know something more than what they have as yet learned from the mouth of their preachers. Cyril, it is the work of teachers to engraft in their hearers' minds wholesome and profitable words, but of divine power to win the hearers to obedience and to render their understanding fruitful. Now this servant, so far from being commanded or thought worthy of honor, was commanded as slothful, as it follows, and he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. Augustine, signifying thereby that both he will lose the gift of God, who having hath not, that is, useth not, and that he will have it increased, who having hath, that is, rightly useth it. Bede, the mystical meaning, I suppose, is this, that at the coming in of the Gentiles all Israel shall be saved, and that then the abundant grace of the Spirit will be poured out upon the teachers. Chrysostom, he says then to them that stood by, Take from him the pound, because it is not the part of a wise man to punish, but he needs someone else as the minister of the judge in executing punishment, for even God does not himself inflict punishment, but through the ministry of his angels. Ambrose, nothing is said of the other servants, who, like wasteful debtors, lost all that they had received. But those two servants who gained by trading are signified that small number who in companies were sent as dressers of the vineyard by the remainder of all the Jews. It follows, and they said unto him, Lord, he has ten pounds. Unless this should seem unjust, it is added, for to every one that hath it shall be given. Theophylact. For seeing that he gained ten by multiplying his pound tenfold, it is plain that by having more to multiply he would be an occasion of greater gain to his lord. But from the slothful and idle who stirs not himself to increase what he has received shall be taken away even that which he possesses, that there may be no gap in the lord's account when it is given to others and multiplied. But this is not to be applied only to the words of God and teaching, but also to the moral virtues, for in respect of these also, God sends us his gracious gifts, endowing one man with fasting, another with prayer, another with mildness or humility. 
But all these, so long as we watch strictly over ourselves, we shall multiply. But if we grow cold, we shall extinguish. He adds of his adversaries, But those mine enemies, who would not that I should reign over them, bring them hither and slay them before me. Augustine whereby he describes the ungodliness of the Jews who refuse to be converted to him. Theophylact, whom he will deliver to death, casting them into the outer fire. But even in this world they are most miserably slain by the Roman army. Chrysostom, these things are a force against the Marcionists. For Christ also says, Bring hither my enemies, and slay them before me whereas they say Christ indeed is good, but the God of the Old Testament evil. Now it is plain that both the Father and the Son do the same things, for the Father sends his army to the vineyard, and the Son causes his enemies to be slain before him. Chrysostom. This parable, as it is related in Luke, is different from that given in Matthew concerning the talents. For in the former indeed, out of the one and the same principle, there were different sums produced, seeing that from the profits of one pound received, one servant brought five, another ten pounds. But with Matthew it is very different, for he who received two pounds, thereto added two more. He who received five gained as much again. So the rewards given are unlike also. End of chapter 19, verses 11 through 27.